0: Hello and welcome to Imagine Amazing, Oregon HFMA's podcast with its current president, Kelly Smith. Hi Kelly, how are you? I'm
1: good, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. My name is Jeff Johnson and I am here joined by our current president, Kelly Smith, and we have a lot of great topics we're going to talk about today and it sounds like we have some guests that you've invited as well.
1: That's right.
0: Awesome. Well, to start, I, I think our listeners want to know, what has Oregon HFMA been up to?
1: Well, as usual, we've had a lot going on with our chapter, a lot of fun activities that we've scheduled. So we just recently finished our fall conference.
0: You did. How did that go?
1: I think it was really a really good conference. It was downtown Portland at the Benson Hotel. We had a really good turnout for a local conference. Sometimes we wonder if people are going to take time out of work to come to a conference if it's so close to home because they're not carving out that time. And I think that we were really pleased with the number of folks that came and also the number of folks that also were able to participate online again.
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. Great streaming online by Oregon. Congratulations on that. I hear that the scores were also very, very high. So the satisfaction scores that came back from the presentations, is that a true or false statement?
1: It's absolutely true. And I think one thing that's nice as a president that you don't realize happens when you're not the president is when I attend these events, I get a lot of feedback from the attendees and I've not ever quite experienced that and at this last conference I had so many folks coming up to me and saying what great speakers, what great topics, what great sessions, A lot of different touch points for different people within the industry so we covered a lot of different things and so that's just kudos to our programs committees. They do such good work to try and find really relevant topics and excellent speakers and we had great success this last event.
0: So what would you say to anyone who missed? that particular event, is there any way that they can go back and maybe capture some of the sessions that occurred and some of that great content that was shared?
1: Of course. So we have a YouTube state uh, site where we are YouTube now, ch- A YouTube channel? YouTube <laughs> channel. And we are able to save all of our recorded sessions. And we're now getting quite good at this. And so I understand we now have 23 recorded sessions that are on the YouTube site. And we have three more coming after today as well. So take a look.
0: Awesome. So if someone went to YouTube, how would they find these sessions?
1: You can look at the Oregon HFMA YouTube channel, and that's how you'll find us.
0: Okay, that's perfect. And yeah. everything's
1: free. So they're all pre recorded, of course. You can watch it on your own time, start, stop.
0: That's great. Share it with your team members. Mm -hmm. If
1: if somebody attended this session and they thought that was a really good session and I'm bummed out that so-and-so couldn't come or so-and-so should have come, then it's a great way to just say, hey, check out our YouTube video and they can get the information.
0: I like it. Thank you, Kelly. I think that's important. So again, as Kelly was saying, if anyone's interested in seeing those sessions, watching them, enjoying them, please go to YouTube and in the search area, type in Oregon HFMA. That should bring up an entire list of all of the available videos and as she said they are free. Now I understand also that I know that you like to bring a guest to these podcasts. Do you have anyone special that you have invited today?
1: I do. So every month I like to invite someone from our leadership team and this month I selected Jason Baker to join us and talk about the HFMA certification program.
0: Oh, awesome. Welcome Jason excellent hello thank you for having me today thank you well thanks for joining us Um, before you start can you tell us a little bit about yourself your background what you do at your organization and of course what you're doing with the chapter
2: sure absolutely so I have been the past seven years or so with OHSU I am a manager of support staff in the revenue cycle here and um, quickly upon my hire at OHSU got involved with HFMA So I've had a number of different roles over the last few years, but currently I am the certification co-chair.
0: Certification, it sounds like a kind of a scary name, right? Certification that's (laughs) testing? Well, it's also very exciting, but yeah, so... um, Tell us why it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah,
2: certification is one of the great many benefits that you get as an HFA member. The association has done a great job creating seven different certification programs that are nationally recognized. So if you're in this industry, it's a great opportunity to showcase the value and your knowledge within your industry. That's awesome. What are some of those certifications? Yeah, so we have a number of them. You know, kind of our biggest certification that people know is the um, CHFP, which is a certification or Certified Healthcare Financial Professional, and that's really kind of the gold stamp of what HFMa talks about and kind of encompasses us as professionals in this healthcare industry. But we have a number of different ones from um, revenue cycle representatives to business intelligence. And one of our newer ones, which is the CICA certified inpatient coding auditor. So we have a large variety of things to choose from.
0: And so just to get this again, so that our listeners understand, you said with their membership, this is free.
2: Yep. Absolutely free. And what's even better, it's at your pace, at your fingertips, and you can do it when you uh, want to go to that next step in your career.
0: That's awesome. That's incredible, actually.
2: Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a huge value add as a member organization and part of HFMA that the association has really allowed us to um, take advantage of.
1: And I'll just add, it hasn't always been that way. So it very in just the last couple of years, it was that you had to pay to get these certifications upwards of, Four hundred dollars. So
0: it's wow. really wonderful. Yeah. So take advantage of that, um, right? Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So how can our members take advantage of these various trains? Where do they go to sign up? Yeah. How do we get more information? Are, yeah. Are the guy? Of
2: wh- I, I'm one of the people. We have a great Good. certification team, and so there's a team of us that work here in the Oregon chapter. Um, and what we do is we are very present at the local conferences. We do a number of email pushes to our Oregon members. We use social media um, accounts for Oregon HFMA. And then you can go to either our local website, which is OregonHFMA.org, or you can go to the association website as well, which is HFMA.org, and it both have certification links. It has a lot of information about what those programs entail, what the prerequisites are, and then how to actually launch them and start your certification program. That's exciting. Yeah, it's
0: great. Wow. Should people be hesitant of anything as they go to do the trainings? Is there anything people should know beforehand, or is it all available online? So almost all the information is
2: online. There are some um, Q&As and some fact sheets about the different programs. I will say that the CHFP is a two-module part. It is not easy. So it is a challenge. It tests your knowledge. There's two different components of it. But if you are willing to put in the time, learn, study, and really showcase your knowledge, it's definitely achievable. And I think Kelly's a good example, who is CHFP certified. And maybe you could tell us a little bit about your experience.
1: Yeah, I absolutely wanted to take advantage of the program, and I hadn't done anything with it before. And so I found it to be very useful and valuable for me. It was really easy to log in online. I did things on my own pace, on my own time. I learned a lot on the way because there's a lot of information on the finance side whereas I'm on the revenue cycle side so it was also a lot of new education for me. But I was able to get through it in about two weeks. I also took advantage of a work group that we put together and Jason, I'll touch a little bit on that too so that we could study together and then take that's an awesome. exam together and celebrate our success together.
0: Oh, well, that's also. I'm glad you brought up the work group because I was gonna ask if there's anything that the chapter does To help individuals who are looking to get these certifications?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And good job, Kelly. Thanks for that segue. You know, we are super fortunate here in Oregon that we have one of our own members, uh, Christoph Stotter, who is kind of the guru of our certification. And his knowledge is incredible. And so he volunteers his time, and we do an on site all day training at our winter conference. And this year it's going to be February 19th, which is a Wednesday. And we take the first half of the day, and Christoph does the study programs, walks through different scenarios. It's an engaging uh, day where you can ask questions and really learn as a group environment. And then that day you can also take that Modular 2 exam. So we do it either in a group setting, or if that's not your uh, favorite test format, you can go home and do it. It's no longer proctored, but it is online. And the only prerequirements are is you do have to complete the Modular 1 testing and pass that in order to attend this uh, class and then sign up for Modular 2. But Christoph does a really good job. We've pushed some information out to our members who have signed up currently, and we'll continue to use social media and email blasts to kind of educate that upcoming event. So
1: How many folks do we have that are interested in getting their certifications this February? So
2: in certifications thus far in the Oregon chapter, we have about 82 people who are signed up for certifications, wow. and we have roughly 27 who are signed up for the CHFP. So we're doing a really good job just getting engagement and letting people know that there's many different certification programs. They can pick the ones that are right for them Mm -hmm. and then just continue to just build their certifications throughout HFMA. Mm -hmm.
1: And by the way, the certifications are available not only for individual members, but also enterprise members. So if you're part of an enterprise membership organization, this applies to you as well. And I'll I'll just add a I did the education event with Christoph, and I loved it. It was a good way to meet other HFMA members and colleagues and study together and share the success of doing the exam together. So I would encourage it to everybody. I also think one thing nice about it is it puts a date out there. So it's a good, good way point. to have yeah. a target of mm-hmm. I better get the studying and the course one done by February so I'm eligible to do this on-site, in-person event. So it's a good way to make it happen if you need deadlines.
0: I'm just going to go out there for anyone who's listening. I know that I can be intimidated at times when I see that goal. I want to do it. Maybe I am an enterprise member, so I don't have that contact with individuals. Can we leave our listeners with a contact number of someone who they could reach out to and ask a question or maybe even email Instead of searching through the website, so. absolutely.
2: And I'd happy to be a resource for people. So my email address is bakejaw at ohsu.edu. So that's b a k e j a at ohsu.edu. Or they can call my direct line, which is 503 494 6800. That's 494
0: 6800. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Thank to be a resource. Yeah. So for all those listening, again, that is coming up on February 19th, 2020, where you're going to be able to take advantage of this training, actually get some certification completed, it sounds like. You need to have that first module done before we do it. And that will be happening at the Hilton in Vancouver, Washington. Correct. Awesome. Very exciting. I need to take advantage of it myself, right? (laughs) We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Now, Kelly, I understand there's also been some big topics happening in the state of Oregon that we should probably discuss. Did you want to introduce those to our listeners?
1: I would love to do that. So, one of the topics that we have previously introduced, we've touched on it, is this Oregon House Bill 3076. And this bill will impact all hospitals that ha- are doing any efforts to collect on patient accounts. And we have some changes going to effect in January of 2020, so coming right around the corner. And we just would like to spend a few minutes today with a couple of experts to give us some updates on what hospitals should be thinking about.
0: Awesome, okay. Well, with us today, one of those experts that's joining us uh, is Susan. Susan, would you like to do a quick introduction of yourself? Tell us who you're with, what, your past experience, what you've done.
3: And Absolutely. Where you at today,
0: and uh, what you do in the chapter? We want to include and what that I do in the well. chapter.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I was going to start with what I do in the chapter. So I am on the member. I am the membership chair for the HFMA Oregon. Uh, that is my committee this year, and I'm super excited to be here. Uh, my day job is I'm with Merchants Credit Association out of Redmond, Washington, a debt collection agency. I've been in that industry for almost 25 years now, and currently serve as their marketing director for the last three years. Um, so I'm very uh, aware of legislation and how that impacts our industry and our health care providers and uh, the importance of when bills like this get passed. You know, the, how well we communicate with one another is, is really, it, it influences, you know, how we roll these items out and, and how we all work together. So I'm really fortunate to be here. So thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us and we are yes. fortunate to have you. Because I know that one of the pieces to this that's going to hit our hospitals right Mm -hmm. away has to do, as you were saying, with the debt collection and what hospitals can actually, what they have to do before they can actually turn an account to bad debt.
3: That is correct. So I
0: think we want to talk about that a little bit and some of those highlights, right?
3: Yes, absolutely. One of the things that's happening on this house bill is the interest rate is being impacted on what hospitals can charge um, on the uh, patient responsibility portion. And this interest rate is now going from 9% down to, and here's the kicker, between 2% and 5%.
0: Between, two and
3: between, five. that's okay. why I called that the kicker, yes, <laughs> like and how that is determined is going to be uh, based on, let me see if I get this correct, and feel free to jump in, Jeff, uh, because this is quite a deal, um, that interest rate is going to be determined on the week prior date from the first billing statement that's gone out to the consumer. So, if the first billing statement, let's say, is, I don't know, January 10th, The interest rate is going to be determined from January 3rd, one week, we think it's one full week and not five (laughs) business days, Mm -hmm. uh, from that first statement billing date. And that's going to be uh, put together based on our prime rate, treasury, something like that. Yes, Yes. and so, yes, it it can feel a little bit overwhelming and and how that's going to be determined, uh, the hospital definitely will have some decisions to make. Um, and then ultimately how that ends up rolling to if you're assigning to a, a collection agency for that past due collection what's rolling to that agency is going to be very important uh, the communication the partnership that you have with them i um, sitting down and making sure that that first billing date is coming across to that vendor um, and those flags are in place so that they understand what's coming to them mm-hmm. and what needs to be um, communicated then on our side going forward so that means that depending on when that bill date went
1: out, mm-hmm. the interest rate could be different for different patients because it's dependent on what the treasury set at the week prior before that bill date went out.
3: And that hospitals will
1: have to manage that, working with their collection agencies to make sure that we're not charging more interest than we should.
3: That is correct. And especially for the agencies, you know, what we're sending out on those notices and what, you know, what the consumer's being mm-hmm. um, communicated with as far as what they owe. It's, uh, it's pretty significant. So all I can say is simplification will go a long way with this and great communication mm-hmm. with the vendor. I think that's probably one of the most important things to um, express.
0: Great feedback on yeah. that. Yeah. Now are there anything, any special items that hospitals should be taking a look at in relationship to this bill? In other words, is there any additional information? You touched on it, but is there additional information that they should be providing to their hospitals?
3: Uh, in regards to the first billing date in the now, statement? Yeah, and, and or
0: the, I know that this bill has a lot to do with, you know, um, charity and how mm-hmm. much gets written off on each one.
3: And what so, they've been approved for, the correct, FPL. the FPL. Mm-hmm. So is and
0: there anything on the FPL score that they should be looking at?
3: Well, they're going to want to make sure that, for one, it's accurate and mm-hmm. that it's been, mm-hmm, because the consumer's been made aware of it. And so those standards are going to be expected out of the agency, and then it's all going to tie into the interest rate being charged. So that, that is a real, yeah, that's very important.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was taking a look at it myself, and it is a lot. You, uh, you spoke it so well.
3: Oh, the, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> treasury rate. Of the, it's complicated. And one thing we did want to point out is that we are obviously not your lawyers. But we Thank you. have received some guidance and we're just sharing information that we've received. For anybody listening, please do contact your lawyers and make sure that your counsel is aware of the changes that are mm-hmm. occurring to be implemented the way that you would like that to be implemented. Also, if you have any questions, mm-hmm. I understand that there's someone that they can reach out to. Do you have that information for us, Susan?
3: Yes, that is Rebecca Teal. A director of Public Policy at OAHHS and her email address is r-t-i-e-l at o-a-h-h-s.org and I'll repeat that it's r-t-i-e-l at O-A-H-H-S dot org, and her phone number is 503-479- 6009. Once again it's four seven nine six zero zero
0: nine. Awesome. Thank there you, you so much. So a lot hitting the hospitals here in the state of Oregon. And definitely yes. House yes. Bill 3076 is one that we need to pay attention to again. Absolutely. As you guys were saying that goes into effect January first, 2020. Mm-hmm.
3: January first.
0: So uh definitely please check into that if you're listening and if you have any questions. Thank you, Susan, for sharing that information. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for joining us.
3: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: With that, Kelly, what about locally? Are there any additional uh, conferences or events happening at the local level here in Oregon?
1: We have, as Jason mentioned, our winter conference scheduled. So, February. 19th through the 21st. We'll be up in Vancouver, Washington at the Hilton, and that will be our winter session. Great education again scheduled there. The other thing I'm really excited about, we continue to keep making efforts to reach out to our enterprise members, and so in fact just today we held an on-site and live streaming education session for Enterprise members to attend. And we hosted that one at OHSU since they're one of the Enterprise members. But we do plan to hold similar education sessions for some of our other Enterprise members, including Providence.
0: Good, that's exciting. Yeah. Very fun. I think Oregon's an awesome chapter.
1: Well, we hope we're reaching out to everybody because now we have this different populations of members and we wanna make sure we're reaching their needs. So we're bringing it to them and. Today was a great event, and Susan was one of our guest speakers and had a wonderful session. So we're lucky to have such great chapter leaders that are willing to participate and help make this a really amazing chapter.
0: All right. So again, the next conference for Oregon is happening in February, February 2020. In fact, it's the 19th through the 21st, happening at the Hilton Hotel just across the river in Vancouver, Washington. So an easy drive for, for anyone coming from Portland. We hope to see everybody there. Now, uh, I understand also that you already know who you're going to invite to join us on the next podcast. Do you want to give our listeners a little teaser on who might be here?
1: So one of the things that I think is really important in our industry is this concept of how do we provide patient estimates? And how do we give patients an accurate, as best to our ability picture of what their financial responsibility is going to be for services and so i do have a guest speaker from ohsu and i'll i won't surprise her on this podcast but i'll reach out to her and see if she's willing to attend our our next one in december
0: that'll be great we look forward to that and we want to thank again our guests who joined us today in the studio (laughs) jason and susan thank you very much
1: Absolutely. absolutely yeah thank you Jeff you do a great job
0: no Kelly thank you for joining us and listeners thank you for listening in we hope you enjoyed this session
1: and we're or, almost live on Apple
0: yes oh yeah for all of those listening thank you for that reminder we have submitted the podcast to Apple you should be able to find us there soon as well as on Android so looking forward to connecting with more people that way and we look forward to again having you join us next month on Imagine Amazing.